What's up, everybody? Another exciting episode of Die on That Hill. Uh, thank you very much for everybody that's been listening. Every week, it gets more popular. Um, get people emailing and uh, texting, want to be on the show. If you want to be on the show, get a hold of me um, on the socials or at One Stop Guitar, um, the number one at uh, gmail.com and uh, see what kind of hill you want to die on. But it's been a lot of fun. I really appreciate everybody sharing and uh, talking about it. Every episode has gotten bigger than the last, and that is blowing my mind. So thank you very much. We're getting that out of the way. No more talking. Bringing on a guest. He's been on the show a couple times. Uh, lead singer and guitarist of Way to the Tide, Mr. Mark Moots. How are you, sir? I am good, brother. How are you doing? Doing great, man. Looking forward to uh, looking forward to uh, doing this show today and uh, seeing what hill you're dying on, my friend. Yeah, yeah. This will be an interesting one. I think it's a multi-layered. This one's just an onion, basically. Nice. So, and, and your hill that the, the the onion you're dying on. <laughs> you want you want you want the seed that planted and grew this out. Is that how you'd like to proceed? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. My the hill I'm going to die on the seed that planted this was uh, Queensrÿche does not need Jeff Tate. But what I'm what I'm trying to say is that I think sometimes change can be good. Bands can change members and not lose their magic or value. And also, the gatekeeping in heavy metal is some of the worst in the world. Wow, this is going to be a ton of fun. Uh, we don't discuss a lot of this stuff prehand because I think it's fun to keep it a, a, a flowing conversation. Uh, I don't pick sides. Basically, if you if you haven't listened to the show, just a quick synopsis. What I do is I just have a conversation with people and uh, I decide if I'm going to jump on that hill or not on the hill. You know, I don't sure. have to pick a side. I don't want to do that stuff. You know what I mean? Because um, I might agree with you right off the bat. I might not. You might change my mind. You might not. The biggest thing that I want from you guys when you listen to the show is uh, go back and do some research. Find yep. some stuff that we're talking about and go, you know what? I think they're full of shit or you know what? They got a good point. And, and the biggest thing they'll do is get you listening to more music. And that's the most important thing. So it's a, um, it's a win either way. I totally believe it, man. And uh, boy, do you, boy, this is going to be good. This is really going to be good. So now let me ask you, is this going to be it's just timely singers? too? Is it going to be no. just singers or is it going to be other members too? Uh, the notes I have are really revolve around singers for the most part. Okay. Um, but I'm certainly open to debate on other things, uh, okay. especially considering the recent developments, which I have no interest in talking about. Okay, good. Thank God. <laughs> I, I think everyone has been talking about that. We don't even need to. It's um, established. We all know that people land in two camps and God bless you both. Enjoy it or don't. There you go. There you go. Um, so, so does this really start with Queensryche for you or do we go back further? Well, I think the idea of, for this does start at Queensryche. Um, the reason being they recently put out a new song uh, with Todd Latour, who's been with them for quite some time now. Um, it's good. Uh, it's not the strongest thing they've done with him, but it is very good. Uh, but then when I'm looking in the comments below while I, you know, clicking on the link, it's just a, a, just a shower of no Tate, no Reich. And, you know, okay, so to set this up correctly, I am a huge Queensryche fan. I was a card-carrying member of the Queensryche fan club when I was in high school. Um, I discovered them on the EP. I, 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 love, I love 
the classic Tate era stuff for sure. Everything up to and including portions of Empire, I think are like just brilliant. Now, when when Todd got in the band, I know a lot of people were upset, but I saw him with them here in Reno and they opened with Queen of the Reich. And it's like, well, if that doesn't shut you up, nothing will. Right. And then people just constantly keep bringing this up. So my, my, my thing with this is like, look, I get it. Take hold of the flame. Unbelievable. All of mind crime. Unreal. Right. But like, although I did recently see evidence that Jeff Tate can still hit some of those notes and that's amazing. He still sounds really good actually, but they've released several albums with Todd now. And I would argue that they're better than anything they did with Tate post empire. But I think there's this nostalgia trip that, that people get attached to. This is the band. This is how I love it. And I'm not going to even be open to it. And I think that's a shame because honestly, if you like Queensryche and we're going to talk about other things, but the, the, especially the verdict, the last record that came out, man, it's great. It's just a great Queensryche record. And if you profess to enjoy Queensryche and you're not even willing to give it an honest listen, I would argue you're not really a fan. Now, did it start with Queensryche? Absolutely not. We can go back as far as you like. Um, we can go Could all I, the way back to, to go ahead. Dio. To Dio, right? Would Dio I'm going back farther than that. Where would you, where would you let's, start? Let's go to Deep Purple. Okay, that's a great call. That's a great call. So how many mock versions of purple are there? Because really the one that people really know is two, right? Right. The Coverdale. Is Ian, Ian, no, that's Ian Gillen. Oh, you're okay. Remember they had the okay. singer before that did Hush and all that? Uh-huh. And I can't remember his name and it's not in my notes. So fucking sue me. Um, <laughs> I don't like that purple stuff. But yeah, so Ian Gillen was mock two. Coverdale, Glenn Hughes is three. Bolin is four, and then they got Ian back. Um, let's go to other things. Yeah, we can talk about Dio. Um, Ozzy leaves. They get Dio. Dio is being pelted with shit and yelled at and flipped off at, 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 at Black Sabbath shows, let alone you can't imagine how poor Tony Martin must have felt. Oh, God. <laughs> And God damn it, or Ray Gillen, <laughs> or Ray Gillen, or Ian Gillen, because born again. Yeah. So, but Dio especially, like people were not accepting Dio because Sabbath is Sabbath, right? Fuck you. Heaven and Hell is my favorite Sabbath record, dude. I'll tell you right now, I was one of those kids. Like when I was sure? a kid, when I was a kid, I was way into the Aussie Sabbath because that's what I knew. It's great. It, it really. The, I mean, basically. Up until sabotage, it's near perfect, right? In I, my yeah, opinion, right? I totally agree. Um, and then I never got into like the Sabbath with Dio when I was younger. And then mm -hmm. I just started getting into it, you know? And I was like, Heaven Hell is a fucking great Sabbath record. Like, why the why the hell did I not give this an honest shake? It was because I was yep. that type of person going, if there's no Aussie, it's not Sabbath. And it's difficult. No Aussie, no Sabbath. But it's hard though, right? Because when's the wrong move? 
Right. Well, we'll get to that. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a couple. Well, oh, well, yeah, there's a few. Um, definitely missteps. But okay, so let's do uh, let's do Van Halen. That's exactly who I was thinking about with that. See, so, so you got you got Diamond Dave, love it, great party rock. They bring in Sammy Hagar, arguably better singer, better songwriter, more hits. People weren't having it at the beginning, and then they accept it. But then they got Jer- Gary Sharon, so we can when we want to talk about when things go wrong. I think that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, and that and they had somebody in between, and and Roth maybe. I think that was just right. a clusterfuck of a situation for that band at that time. Well, that's kind of a running theme for Van Halen there at that point in their career. Um, let's see. I, I think that one of the interesting things about, oh, there's Anthrax. So this will lead into something else. So Neil Turbin is the original vocalist, right? Right, which not many people Fist, realize. Fistful of Metal. Right. More of a more traditional heavy metal, but just really sped up speed metal record. Joey Belladonna is the voice that everyone kind of came up on, Indians, etc. Yeah. But you know how I feel about his replacement. Right. And I think arguably while I, and again, I'm team anthrax in the big four, but John Bush, I mean, the sound of white noise is like, as, as I, we've discussed is most of the time, my favorite anthrax record. So and I understand I have opinions just like everybody. So I'm an asshole just like everyone else. But, um, but uh, okay, let's see. There's Exodus. Yep. Z- um, Bailoff, legendary front man, right? Mm-hmm. Zetro, who's been their guy ever since, well, with Rob Dukes for a little bit. But Zetro, again, like people were turning their backs on him in their hometown. Yeah. Because he dared to take Bailoff's place. Um, to make it even simpler, Bon Scott died. And ACDC got Brian Johnson. People fucking hated Brian Johnson. At the time, the gates were up, right? Of course, Back in Black being a honestly a perfect A-plus record helps you uh, get through that, I imagine. Um I think that those are some good ones. I think you could also go with Kill Switch Engage because you have Jesse Leach on the first EP and first album, and then Howard Jones comes in and everybody's a little upset. But I agree with that. And I think Jones did a great job personally. Great job. Great job. Uh, the Motley Crue thing is um, just I, hanging there. It's just hanging there. John, but, if, you're, if John, if you're listening, I, it's probably my favorite crew record, buddy. God bless John Karabi. <laughs> Seriously, I, really, I really love great guy love and that man, and, dude. Voice, I mean, and you t- and what we're oh, talking dude. about. I mean, besides Brian Johnson, really, we're talking about guys with great voices replacing. That's that's been the yeah. theme as you're continuing through this conversation, right? It's yeah, like it's, nobody nobody traded down. You know, I mean, well, we'll get to that because <laughs> some people did. Um, and then very quickly, there's Alice in Chains, who Willem Duvall is just an incredible singer. Totally. But he was doubted and and like nobody wanted to hear it. But Black Gives Way to Blue is a great record. It's a great record, man. We saw that show live. We sure did. And I, I remember coming up to you after and just going, you, you, you think there were, there were tapes? 
because it was so unbelievably perfect in terms of how well they harmonized together. That yeah. band was on fire that night. And, and, yes, uh, sir. and I had seen them with Lane in 91 and uh, that was, you didn't first... like them then though. I didn't, I didn't. I right. thought they were, I thought they were boring. I saw them open up for Van Halen. I thought they were boring. And then, uh, you know, obviously dirt hit me over the head. And I was like, this is insane. And then you go back and listen to Facelift and you're going, yeah, there's a lot of great shit on Facelift too. Yep. A, a band that kind of was derailing though, right? So here's another interesting point that we can talk about. When is the necessity and, and when do you shift that gear to make that change? Thinking that we're talking about singers. And in my opinion, unless you have somebody like iconic, like an Eddie Van Halen or... or uh, yep. You know, somebody that's like almost irreplaceable. Yeah. How how do you how do you prepare yourself for that shift? Because singing, the singer is the focal point of the band, whether you are a musician or you're not. The vocals sure. is what really affects, I think, if you like something or not. Because you could like the mm -hmm. music but hate the vocalists, it's gonna yeah. deter you from listening to it enough, right? But yes. If you if you like the vocalist the music underneath it you could really like or you could be like that's yep. cool but i really love the vocals right so that's a big agreed that's a big that's a big choice and challenge and when you think about a lot of the bands that we had talked about lane dies lane really died mm -hmm. in 96 if you think about it so yeah. so what does allison chains do they stick with him they don't get a new singer they wait good lord what did they wait six years something like yeah. that before they decide to put that. out a record you know there's bands that, I mean, you brought up ACDC. I mean, Bon Scott died. I love Bon Scott ACDC, man. He, sure. he, he dies, but Angus is pretty, a pretty big face of that band too. You know what I mean? 100%. So it's not like, it's not like, oh, we're replacing the singer and the singer was everything in that band. I don't think that with ACDC, right? Um, I agree. I don't think that with Van Halen. I mean, I prefer the, the raw stuff way more than the Hagar stuff, but you have Ed in the band. So it's yeah. like you have that people will, I would go see, I saw Van Halen three times with Sammy and I was really going to see Eddie play. Right. To really be honest. I've, with uh, I've only seen Van Halen with Sammy. I never got to see him with Dave. I saw Dave separately. But not with, um, not with, not but with never, never with, never with Van Halen. It was always wow. the, the solo stuff. Um, so I think, I mean, I think you raise a good point. I think that um, the front man usually is sort of the identity of the group, whether by just, unless you have a rock star guitar player. Sure. But those are pretty rare in the grand scheme of things. I mean, you have Angus Young for sure. Eddie, obviously. Yep. But like everything else, the guitar player might be a star, but the front man is usually front and center. Right. And it does, I understand how attached we can get to things and how tough it is, but like in the, the instance of, okay, we'll, we'll use uh, anthrax. I understand. I understood why people might have a problem with John Bush initially because it, they sounded so different. Mm -hmm. Like anthrax in essence became a different band. Van Halen, in essence, became a different band, but it you was okay because Ed was still there. You could even say um, Sabbath did with Dio. I, I think Sabbath completely did. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, but to, to get back to my original idea, Queen Thrike hasn't changed at all. Right. Todd Latour can sing all of Jeff's shit and like really fucking well. 
And musically, you still have Michael Wilton and Eddie Jackson, who are original members who still write, you know, the majority of the stuff. And it still sounds to me like what Queensryche should be doing right now. To uh, that's where I get kind of a little bothered by it. It's like they're not doing anything different than they would be would have been anyway. Although I would argue after hearing Jeff's solo stuff, they are. They're doing good stuff. And that's because tricky, I don't right? Although I heard of, well, anyway, um, I heard some stuff that Tate <laughs> sang on that was surprisingly good. Um, but like the majority of his solo stuff just doesn't have the oomph that actually Queensryche does. And if you have a singer who can not only have his own voice and his own sound, and, but also bring in the, that, that little taste of what you want, a la Alice in Chains, then what's the fucking problem? You still have your band. You still have the thing you want just because somebody looks different up there. It's not the same guy. It doesn't make it poor. But the chemistry aspect of it's always interesting. And me and you are both musicians. Mm. You know, we both play in bands and have played in bands since we were kids. Sure. A lot of things that people don't realize too is like, if you can't stand the fucking guy in your band or girl in your band, sometimes there's yeah. a change that has to be made. Right. Or, Which is what happened. Yes, exactly. Or like, for example, if someone's not pulling their weight or are into a bunch of extracurricular activities or, you know, those type of things, it's like you have to make that call, right? And and the hard yes. part about it is, is we live in a place where I think it's scrutinized more, maybe not in Europe. Maybe. I don't know. Because we can bring no, up. No, I don't think it's much. Well, I've got some of those on here, too. Well, because like, except. Have... Except replaced Udo with Mark Tonio. He's fucking incredible. He's an American, but like in Europe, they're still just accept. And Udo is Udo, and it's not a problem. And, and I think that's interesting. I think that says something about us in terms of like how we need everything to be, like you said, the gatekeeping classic, you know. But yep. if someone, if someone can do the, because here's my thing: if someone can do the job better, and there's circumstances where the band cannot survive as a unit together why does mm -hmm. the band suffer as a whole sure for one entity right uh, totally yeah i mean i think that um there was one last thing on my list of bands that got a new front man who so i know this won't speak to you as much but cannibal corpse chris barnes leaves they get george george has now been with the band I think three times longer than Chris was ever in the band. George is the face of Cannibal Corpse. Right. And arguably one of the greatest death metal frontman singers ever. But initially people hated on George, right? Yeah. They're spitting on him. And, and now he's like, he's a fucking meme. Like his neck alone is a meme. <laughs> yeah, his neck is ridiculous. And, and he's like, and now nobody questions that he's, he's the singer of that band. There are still people I'm sure that are like, oh, I love Bruce Barnes. But like, you know what? He sucks. So stop it. Nobody, I, you don't really hear the Diano versus Dickinson argument anymore. You don't, which is, you know, uh, and that's a weird band too, right? Because when you look at bands that have multiple singer changes, sometimes I think multiple is always disaster. Well, I think, you know, that Blaze Bailey thing they did didn't really work out too well. Do you think um, they even fucking auditioned him with Iron Maiden songs? I don't know what they did. <laughs> do you think they heard? Do you think they heard a Wolfsbane album? Yeah, they toured with them. Oh shit! 
So, but this is what doesn't make any sense to me. Right? Me, right? So, I do not care for those records. Duh. Like they're terrible. I don't care for them. Right? Can't stand them. Agreed. Now, I had heard a little bit. I didn't really could even really get through them. But when I listened to him covering Maiden songs live, I was like, "Yeah, this is not good." Like at all, like uh, he doesn't, he's not in that range. I mean, when Deano had his own style, I love the first Iron Maiden record. I might be, I might be one of the only guys that could die on the hill saying that I don't like Killers. I think Killers is three, great, three, three great songs and the rest I think I don't care for. I think the reason why people love Killers is the production value from the first record to Killers is such an enormous leap that they. And the album cover. And the album cover is classic, right? But I, I truly believe Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden is a better record than Killers. I think if they had the production of Killers, people wouldn't be having this Killers discussion. That's just my hill that I'm dying on on my own pretty much for the most part. But, well, well, I'm standing next to you on that one. I agree. Nice, because no one really does, man. Trust me. And, but I'll tell you this. Diano brought something that was really cool. It was, like a, it was almost like a punk edge Maiden, but it worked. Yep. You know, Dickinson comes in, I mean, Air Raid Siren, and just it makes the band great. I can listen to both of those versions and enjoy Yeah, it, okay? Absolutely. You put Blaze in the mix, I couldn't do it at all. But when you hear Dickinson cover the stuff that Blaze did, because he occasionally yeah, it was does. really good. Yeah, and it's cool because he didn't have that ego. I was like, all right, you want to do one of those tunes? Okay, cool, right? Yeah. Um, that's because Rob doesn't, Rob doesn't do Ripper songs. He doesn't at all, huh? No. That was an interesting point. I was going to bring that up to you too. Like, what were your thoughts on that change? Because um, you're a huge I, Priest fan. I huge, mean, let's, huge just, let's to close fan. that, right? Yeah, I know. I loved, I loved Judas Priest, and uh, it was worrisome. But I got Jugulator. Um, I think there's some good songs on there, and I think to his credit, Ripper. Well, he's he does a really good job. Yeah. You know, um, I think the problem with the, I'd never listened to the second record, to be honest with you. Um, but jugulator, at least using that as my frame of reference, there's a couple songs on there that are like, they sound like priest. The problem is the rest of it doesn't and not in a good way. Um, and I think that when you brought up chemistry, uh, sometimes that stuff's palpable. Like you can hear it, I think, in some of these versions of the member change where you can hear it and it's just like, oh, yeah, that totally clicks. Ripper to me sounds like what he was, which is a very skilled singer from a Judas Priest cover band. Yeah. Um, so, like, I will give the guy all the credit in the world for being a very capable singer, but I just don't care for those records. Now, if I'd gotten the opportunity to see them at that juncture, I certainly would have. Yeah. I would have gone see Judas Priest in like a, a small club or theater. Fuck yeah. Even with, even with Tim Owen singing. You know, because you like know he's going to cover the stuff great. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna do the material justice. I right. think that that is one of those weird ones in my, uh, in my list where it's like, it, 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 it could have worked. It kind of didn't, but it's not like terrible where like sometimes these things like blaze Bailey, I think is the most glaring example of like, yeah. this just doesn't work. Um, but I don't think Tim works as well as say Todd Latour. 
Right. And maybe it's because there's not as much gravity to being the singer of Queensryche as there is to Judas Priest. Especially with how much Queensryche fell off the cliff yeah. in the, the mid-90s. So it's, it's, almost like, it's almost like there's not that, there's not that expectation factor yeah, and some of the people we've talked about being Dio replacing Ozzy or 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 Hagar replacing Roth or some yep. of those enormous, you know, um, you know, a, one that's not, in my opinion, a singer change, but it really kind of is, and I hated it. I thought it didn't work at all, but people absolutely loved it. Was Audio Slave? Yeah, I don't like that I at hated, all. I hated I hated Audio Slave, and I'm an enormous Chris Cornell. F- fan i I feel i feel like i feel like chris cornell i mean i'm probably gonna get blasted for this but i could feel like he gave two fucks about singing on those records yeah i think he phones it in pretty hard Dude, the emotion's just not there and people love that shit but i tell you though i know wyland in velvet revolver even though i wasn't a fan of that band he did rather well like he he really that was the other example of like here's kind of guns and roses with with wyland singing compared so to good. you know what i mean compared to here's raise against the machine with chris cornell in the band yep no velvet revolver worked a lot it really better. did um i think that obviously wyland's voice was suited to be singing the material that was presented to him where I think, like you said, Audio Slave, it just sounds like Rage Against the Machine with Chris Cornell. And like, that's not really what he does. Yeah. You know, it, 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 was a, it was a poor fit, except for commercially, apparently. In my not so humble opinion, it didn't work. Uh, but that's like a super group kind of a situation where I think it's different. Um, and really, for Velvet Revolver, I'd rather hear Scott Weiland sing those GNR songs they did live than the guy who did. So I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Just, you know, you know, another one I can think of as we're having this conversation that I thought was a very poor fit. And I could have think of, I could think of a guy that was a much better fit was a queen with Paul Rogers. It was a strange fit. It, um, it didn't make sense. And I know they tried to do it and it was kind of like, with Lambert, they figured it out. I think if if George Michael wasn't a superstar, oh, man. that would have been the perfect fit. I agree. Perfect I think fit. the Paul Rogers stuff was interesting, but not great. Yeah. Um, and I th- and I also think that he pulled it off way better than I would have ever thought. Yeah. Um, and I know that there's the 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 lore is that Freddie Mercury handpicked him. Oh, I didn't know as, that. Yeah, I remember reading something that where apparent allegedly Freddie said something the effect of if you ever have to replace me, Paul Rogers is my favorite rock singer of all time or something. Oh, interesting. So that was how Paul Rogers got into the mix of those things. Um, it was fine. It didn't make me think any differently uh, about Queen or Paul Rogers. It was just like, oh, that's interesting. And then when it ended, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it couldn't continue. Um, yeah, the, the the guy after um, was it? What's his name? Uh, Adam Steven? Lambert. Right? Adam Lambert. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, doesn't sound like Freddie, but boy, can he sing! Boy, he he you fits know? he fits the tunes, man. And and it's yeah, it, it brings you to some interesting discussions, also because I'm on this hill with you. I'm definitely am. And there's times that I can I can be down the hill a little bit. Um, but I'm on the hill because I do think if, if you have somebody better and there's issues 
with the with the former person if the transition could be made it could be made sometimes mm -hmm. there's head scratcher ones and sometimes sure. I, I wonder you know and you know this can't happen and we'll have this discussion real quick because we both know the answer to this you can't really change band names because a band is a brand in a sense so if mm -hmm. you change the band name it's almost a recipe for disaster in terms of like actually getting people to hear the band as weird as it's that big, sounds it's a big gamble for sure yeah. huge um, gamble yeah i mean it's a tough one uh so that does it is hard you know um and you know i don't think that you have to um, but I think that especially in the metal world, the, the, some metal, metal heads are like really open-minded and really, you know, like just passionate about it. And they just want to hear everything that's happening. And then some are just like, I just like my meat and potatoes and I like them with Swanson on the box. <laughs> if you don't give me that, like, you know, and, and like, okay, I'm not saying that. I mean, I mean, hey, whatever blows your skirt up. Like, if you love it, you love it. That's awesome. But, like, I do think that sometimes being a little more open-minded, as metalheads are often like to say that they can be, um, it falls short on a lot of these things in this list. Um, and rock fans, too. You know, I think, I think nostalgia plays a big hand in a lot of this stuff where your Sabbath was Aussie Sabbath. So yeah. who's this new guy? Like, I get that. But then if you, if you can objectively listen and then make up your mind that like, fuck this guy, that's great. But like, if you haven't even listened to a song or gone to a show, I find it difficult to think that that's a good idea because I think you'd be robbing yourself as we've listed off tons of really great stuff. Yeah, There are a lot of bands that are very, very, very popular right now whose singers are not the original singer. Um, there's Journey, for one. Which is insane. Can I bring up a point on that? Yeah. If, if you're doing this, do you have to have the guy or girl sound like the original singer or no? No. I don't think William Duvall sounds like Lane Staley. I think he does on that first record. I and think he does you more so harmonies and stuff. Like you almost, but, I almost could hear. But I, but I, at but I, I think that's Jerry. Okay. I think the fact that they harmonize so well, and Jerry wrote all that stuff, and right? and William played in Jerry's uh, solo yeah. band before yeah, so like, happened, so he knows him. So they've got mojo there built yeah. in. Good point. And he has a similar range, but not a tone. Correct. Like tonally, I don't think he sounds like Lane Staley really he's more, much at he's all. He's more metal than Staley was. Yeah. Like yeah. So did. like, so that worked. Um, I think that, so, and you're talking about Arnell, right? With Journey. I'm talking about like Arnell and Journey. I'm talking about the dude. I don't know if we know his name. Sorry, dude. Um, from Stone Temple Pilots. Right. You blink, he sounds exactly like Wyland. There's like these yeah. voices that are like, you know, when they are replacing people like Ripper Owens, like, you know, like these these choices where like they're they're really going for guys or girls that sound and I understand it because of a catalog thing, right? Let's say you're yeah. a band that's got seven albums, eight albums, you're not gonna come out and play the one album that you recorded yeah. with this guy, you've got to back, you know, backtrack on a lot of your catalog people that are coming to see you want to hear these tunes. You know, some bands didn't though. Okay, so here's a great example. You saw Hagar with Van Halen. 
I believe yeah. Hagar, I saw it a couple times, but I didn't see it early on, right? So you might have seen the 86 tour or the 88 tour. I saw the 5150 tour and the OU812 tour. Okay, they were doing minimal Van Halen with Ross stuff. I think maybe two songs. Yeah. And that was bold. Panama and something else. Like, yeah. ain't talking about love, probably. Like, I, I maybe, think, yeah. Well, but, and fuck, on 5150, they did uh, only one way to rock, which is yeah, yeah. And they did a they did rock and roll by Zeppelin. Like, it was interesting yep, to think that they right. come out and do like almost the whole entire 5150 record, two Van Halen tunes without him, Sammy Hagar song, a, a Zeppelin cover, mm-hmm. and and there's your show. Yeah, like, that's great bold. Show. That's bold. Yep. When you really do, but that is about. that is a way that they effectively rebranded themselves as Van Halen again. But like, this is not your mama's Van Halen, right? Correct. This like, is your we'll soccer. You little... This is your soccer mama's Van Halen. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, but like, they were like, "We'll give you a taste of what you wanted, but like, you're gonna sit here and listen to the new stuff because this is where we're at and this is what we want to do." It's it's a fucking strong flex. Yeah. Um, and I don't know a lot of other bands that could have pulled that shit off. No, um, I, they they were the one. They were one of the ones that did it, and I, I know that always aggravated the crap out of me because I wanted to hear some of the old Van Halen stuff when I went yeah. to go see him. But did you want to hear Sammy sing it? That's a great point, and you know what because the thing? I don't. Here's like, the thing: do you, do you, when you excuse me, but do, no, when go you listen it. to Live Evil by Black Sabbath, you don't listen to the Aussie songs. No. No, they're terrible. Dio singing Aussie's bad, dude. Well, well, here's the thing that's interesting about it, okay? And I doubt I will ever have Sammy Hagar on my show, you know. Um, So I'm going to say this, and I don't care. I want to be real anyway. Sammy Hagar didn't give a shit about singing the Raw songs live. Nah. Like if you if you watch any footage, he's signing Cabo Wabo bullshit. He's Mm -hmm. he's he's singing half lyrics. He's putting the microphone in the crowd. It was like he was forced to sing those songs and he's like, fuck you, dudes. I'm just I'm giving minimal effort on this. And 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 you are right, because I did not like the Hagar delivery like they did on chain. I saw them do Unchained and I about lost my mind going Unchained. Yeah. And then when I hear him singing, I'm like, no, that's not. And that's the issue about replacing guys and girls Mm -hmm. like how. Who do you not replace? Who 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 is is there off limit guys and girls to that that can't be replaced? I mean, I don't know. Not like, um, we're not going to talk about the new thing that just happened. No, we're not. We're not, gonna, we're not doing no, that, that. That's I've, I have ejected that from my memory. And, but that's uh, a great example. That's a great example of what is. I'm talking about. I mean, I think it's a yeah. Anyway, um, right. I think that. I don't know because so if we're gonna we'll go back to journey so obviously steve perry is not the first singer from journey either right um but but perry is the voice right correct and then they also had a couple other guys in between before arnell um and good singers um but they're a legacy band right so at this point steve perry can't sing that shit you get a guy who's kid who sounds just fucking like him and you roll out the thing and you make a record and nobody cares but you're gonna play stadiums well and remember I got to interrupt you real quick too, because I think a lot of listeners might not understand this from not being in bands. I mean, who, who knows, right? Who's listening? So hopefully I didn't offend you by that. If you, what, I'm if sure you I've already this. turned everybody off. 
<laughs> Everybody's already off. It's just me and They're you talking. No one's listening. Yeah. Now. yeah um, nobody gives a shit. Think about this. And this is something people don't realize too. Bands are bands and that's cool. But there's a lot of business revolving around bands. Do you mm -hmm. think Arnell's making anywhere near the money that Neil Sean or Jonathan Cain is making? Absolutely, Absolutely not. fucking not. And that's He's another a, he, reason why it's a band like Journey. If they get a guy that sounds like Steve Perry that's younger, that also has that humongous Filipino audience that has helped journey and then go, we don't need to pay this guy as much because he's not a, not a founding member, but not a, you know, like you said, legacy band. They are now. Yeah. You think, you think fucking uh, Eric Singer and Tommy Thayer are getting paid with Paul and Gene? Not even close fraction. Not They're even, getting their salary. Let's talk. Can we talk about that for a second? Because yeah. I think that's probably the perfect, the perfect band to compare my question I gave you. Right. Shoot. So how different is it? Because, you know, Kiss people are very like, no Ace, no Peter, I'm out, right? Yep, but that's true. But to me, like, I mean, Peter was great from 74 to 77. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Eric Carr and Creatures is badass. You know Amazing. what I mean? Like, and yeah. Eric, Car Eric Carr playing Black Diamond's fucking great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so it's like, you know, there's no ace. They're wearing the same makeup. How you feel about that? Do you feel, do you know what I mean? That's the problem. Um, nobody really had an issue with uh, like Bob or Bruce Kulik, right? Right. Like fucking great guitar player playing in Kiss. Or Vinny. Well, Vinny. I mean, Vinny's Vinny, but like... Mark St. John, for that matter. Right. Um, yeah, but like, I think once the makeup came off, it was like, well, yeah, he's, he's the guitar player in Kiss. Kiss is Gene and Paul. Like, that's never been a question. Totally. totally. So um, I think that it was fine. And there could have been this revolving door forever. I think the issue Kiss fans who have issues would be that... <laughs> Ace Freely's not the space man, you know, like it's not uh, just in that, in the Phantom of the Park, you know, like Peter Chris wasn't the cat man. He was Peter Chris, you know, the demon in the star child thing. It's like kiss was always, we knew their names, right. you weren't ghost. You didn't, you weren't the nameless ghouls who nobody knows who the hell you are. So who gives a shit who's behind the mask. Right. I think that the, the, the problem that, that kiss runs into with certain people is that you put the makeup back on and then you fire the other two guys rather rightly, or I don't know, I didn't have to play with them, but like, it seems really gross and a little dirty and a little cheap to me to dress up somebody else, make Eric Singer and Tommy dye their hair and then put their makeup on and walk around like they're that person when you're not that fucking person. And I, now I would say that Eric Singer is leagues beyond where Peter Chris was at his zenith. Yes. As a drummer. Absolutely. Like he's a great drummer. Absolutely. Um, Tommy Thayer is a very competent guitar player. Like he's good, you know, and he can play that ace stuff just fine. But, you know, he ain't ace. Right. So don't be ace. Stop I, it. Like, like 20 fucking years ago. Stop it.
And that's why I was going with the Vinnie Vincent thing because when Vinnie came mm-hmm. in to replace Ace, they had the whole the different makeup for him. And which really think think about this if we go back in the time machine. Well, and Eric Carr as well. Yeah, right, right. Think about this. If either one of those guys goes in as Ace's character or Peter's character, like with the paint and all that other stuff, mm-hmm. do you think that band just dies there because of how, think, you know what I mean? Like if you think about it, dude, I think if, if they hadn't, if they hadn't taken the makeup off on lick it up, we wouldn't even be talking about them anymore. I don't really disagree with you, man. I really maybe don't. that should have been the hill. <laughs> <laughs> we're finding the hill as we're on the yeah. hill, right? Well, this is a little loose. I mean, the hill is yeah. it's it's foggy, but I stand by my original seed idea. Um, I, I think that you know sometimes this shit doesn't work, and the fans can be right, um, but not all the fans, right? Some people like Skippy, some people like Jif. Yeah, it's true. You know? it's true. However. Like I said, there's a lot of bands right now that I guarantee have singers that you, some people might not even know about. I mean, Faith No More, Mike Patton was not the original singer of that band. Mike Patton was the third singer of that band, right? Exactly. Um, there's uh, Dream Row. Theater. Skid Row's a great example. Skid Row. I mean, Dream Theater is a big one for me because honestly, my favorite Dream Theater record is the one with not that guy. Which you can't find anywhere. Which you can't find anywhere. Yeah, it's almost like I love, I, I love that record. And, and they, the guy, not because his voice is really weird, and James Labrie's voice is also really weird. But um, uh, the biggest one is that band that we're not going to talk about today that is not the original singer. <laughs> no, it is not. No, also, not. doesn't sound anything like the original band. The band in but, general, yeah. It's, that yeah was, they, you, they, they changed, except they for that one turned. record. Kind of transitionary. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, but uh, I think that my biggest thing is that I really wish that more people would be like, oh, wow, they have a new singer. That's crazy. I wonder what he's like, as opposed to like, nope. Yeah. No. Get your peanut butter out of my chocolate. Right. Yeah. No. And like, and like, no, Reese's are delicious. You should try that. Um, I think that a lot of the bands that I have stated to make my case are proof that you can absolutely change even iconic frontmen and succeed as long as you have an audience that's open-minded enough to follow you for a little bit to see if they like it or not. That's the key. And I think in this time period and era, it's a lot easier to do that because you physically don't have to spend the money to figure out if you like them or not. It doesn't cost you a fucking penny to find out that Todd Latour is a great singer. No. Get on Spotify. A, I mean, you're paying for it already. Go on, you, you go on YouTube. In, yeah. Go on YouTube. Type in Queensryche The Verdict album, and you will see that it's fucking great. Well, you turned me on, and, and that blew my and mind he when I heard plays drums it. on that record. I know. Double duty. Great record. Double um, duty. I don't, you know, like I say, Queensryche was the impetus for this, but I do think that a lot of these other things count. You know, I, I wanted to debate the Karabi Vince Neal thing, but it's not a debate. It's not. Karabi rules. It's not. It's know? not. You know what the problem with that is, is, and this is funny because we'll, we'll get off the subject of singers for a second and jump into guitar players and other stuff. I'll give you a prime example of 
another thing that didn't work that should have worked, but I know why it didn't was Ritzy Cotton and Poison. <laughs> well, if you, if you know why it didn't yeah, work. Yeah, well, but I don't think that works even if he doesn't do what he did. To be fair. It was mature Cotton, for that. Cotton, for that. like, yeah, but he was so, he outclassed those motherfuckers by a mile. Well, and that's what I mean. Like, like he's too good to be in that band. I, I, I agree, but if you, if you listen to bits and pieces of that record he did with them, he elevated that band, right? But the elevation yeah. was not what the fan base wanted. So you well, had the much better player, but here's the thing. Does CC fit that band better? Yeah. He does. Yeah. As much as people rag on CC, he fits the band better. Now, this is going to sound crazy. Does Vince fit Motley Crue better than Karabi? Yeah, he does. Technically, yeah. absolutely. Right. But yeah, but, no, and we've discussed that, you know, the Motley Crue album, if they'd called it anything else, anything, it would have been huge. It and would have done really well. Dude, the first single, Hooligans Holiday, did well, too. That's the it funny did. thing. They just didn't give him a chance, man. Like the, the And it's a shame, nope. too, because that dude, let's put it this way. It's you, 94, too. Oh, and you're looking at a complete seismic change. The landscape is. Oh, my God. It's just, you know, you got dudes in metal bands wearing flannels, trying to not sound metal. You've got you've got grunge is absolutely enormous. You've got bands that were metal that don't sound metal but don't sound grunge either. You have yep. hip hop being enormous. Like there's mm-hmm. so much stuff changing in that time period. That yeah. that now so let me ask you this: If they do that record before or right after Feel Good. And I know it was after Feel Good, but it was like a good three, mm-hmm. four years after Feel Good. If they do that before yeah. that, what do you think? I think it could have been possibly better accepted. I think the main, I think the biggest problem with that record is that um, it was a, a stylistic change, but also just the landscape. Yeah. Like the musical landscape of the world. I don't know that if Vince had been on a Motley Crue record, anybody would have given much of a shit. See, I don't think so either. And I think the smart bands were the bands that just kind of like disappeared and ducked their heads a bit for a couple of years. Yeah. And then, then kind of came back. That was like the yep. smart play or, or the bands, which is going to sound really funny. Shout out to big in Japan, uh, the local Reno band. But mm-hmm. uh, a lot of those bands were smart to go over to Japan and go over to the other markets that were accepting of their music still. Absolutely. And, and not trying to do the, the, the U.S. thing because like in the MTV episode that I just had a little bit ago, mm-hmm. you know, MTV was trying to dictate what people should think was cool and not cool. And that, yeah. that but it, that's just that perfect storm of like, you know, like we talked about in that episode with the winger T-shirt. Yep. Stewart wears the winger T-shirt. I mean, you're talking about the nail in the coffin for winger. I oh mean, yeah, you, you there's well, no. I mean, you're not. No matter what kind of album winger puts out, you that 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 moment in time right there. It doesn't matter if they put out a masterpiece. I mean, they're not going to. It but. did. It didn't matter. Um, I think that winger's bubble had already 
popped. Oh, completely did. Yeah, and completely so this did. was just dumping out the bubble stuff and breaking the little blower and like kicking the kid's ass who was holding it. Yeah. You know, um, uh, that, that it was kind of like, I mean, it was, it was funny, but it's like, kind of like, yeah, it's kind of low hanging fruit at the same time. Winger had already, they were done. Well, I, and then I, Metallica did that to them too. And then in the nothing else matters video, throwing darts at yeah. Kip Winger's head on the dartboard. I mean, yeah, that record was the yeah, biggest right. record that's of all right. time. Sound scan wise from 91 yep. on still is, which is crazy. Um, yeah. but, but did that happens to you? You're, you're in trouble. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. And I, but I think, you know, the court of public opinion does matter, which is a lot of what this has to do with it. But I think if you're not making an informed decision, like you, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to defend winger. No. Um, no. Although I did own the first record. I did like, too. Right when it, when it came out, even like right the day it came out, I got it. And I thought Reb was incredible. Oh I think my God. I think Kip is actually a very good singer and songwriter. Um, I think his like, image whatever. killed his image That's, killed that band. It was like the Billy Squire yep. video. <laughs> I love Billy Squire, but you're right. You know what I mean? It's like oh, when, yeah. I, when I see Kip Winger like parading around the stage with the Britney Spears headset, and yep. he's just playing an E note. I'm like, I just can't take you serious. And then you think if about that. the band around him, though. Dude, Winger gets shit on all the time, but the band around him was no joke. It's like what dudes from the Dixie Dregs and yes, fuck man, like no smoking players, scary good. Yeah, and just but But, you know, Kip's Kip's uh Kip's Kip perfectly uh sculpted beard and and (laughs) chest fro (laughs) and teeth. I mean, you know, the guy. Yeah, I get it. Like you're a good looking dude. I get it. Well, and you're right. You're right, and I mean. Some of that stuff was cringy to begin with, and it boy, seventeen, boy, dude, it just does not. It's like it's like hearing Christine sixteen now. Some for him. Wow, oh. sorry, <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Yeah, Christine sixteen by Kiss, that just ages really poorly. Well, <laughs> man, you you go all the way back to the fifties. Oh God, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I uh, that's that. that's that's another oh fucking whole can of worms. Yeah, um, I used to call that. We we used to eat at the Goldust West on Wednesdays, and they play that stuff, and we call it PDO Wednesdays because totally, it was like yeah. every time you hear that music, you're going, "This is like you should get locked up for right now." Shit, <laughs> it's just yeah. not. It's 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 not it's not there. Um, I try digressing, and I, and I know I try to keep it. <laughs> I always try to keep it under an hour, and and because you know these are just quick bites to enjoy and whatnot. Sure. It's been super fun having you on. We're good buddies, man. I knew we were going to talk for a while, but sure. so many interesting, great points you had on this. I'm definitely on the hill with you on this. Thank I you. think I think bands do make mistakes, um, but I think for the most part, you're not wrong. And I think if people were more open-minded, especially metalheads, you're definitely not wrong about that. The whole uh, Stranger Things, Master of Puppets thing has brought up a whole new can of worms. And I applaud Metallica for saying, hey, man, like... Who gives a shit about this? Like if they, if somebody finds us from that and they enjoy it and they go back and they listen to all the other stuff, we're happy. I have a ton of respect for that. You know, that, I that thing that thing boggles my mind because how many people that are mad about new people finding Metallica were even alive in '86 when that shit came out? Right, right. Like fuck you. Yeah, like it's, it's Master of Puppets. It's it's classic rock at this point, ladies and gentlemen. Which is really like, scary to think. Get off your fucking high horse. 
It's just I, Metallica. And and I do agree with one other point where you were talking about, you know, we talked about it together. Basically, you know, it's free to find out if you like it or not. And I made those yeah. big missteps when I was younger, like not wanting to give something a chance. But back then it was like you're giving something a chance for $18 when you're a kid. And that's a lot of money when you're a kid. Nowadays, you don't really have an excuse other than nope. your, your ego per se. Because you can listen to something yeah. and go like audio slave. I can go fucking nope not at all yep. don't care you know what i mean but like if i don't listen to it can i really and I, I love that comment you meant like can i really have a horse in the race if i don't listen to it i don't believe i can i don't think i can say this sucks if i don't listen to it if i just make an assumption going it's it's not you know the allison chains one was great because like mm-hmm. like that was one where i was like dude how are they doing allison chains without lane you know because lane yeah. was just lane but you do hear Black Gates Way to Blue. I don't really care for a lot of the stuff that came after that. But I agree. But Black Gives Way to Blue. I mean, dude, you got Elton John playing on that too. I mm-hmm. mean, there's a lot. There, Jerry's really in debt with the Lanes, you know, like lyrics on that record. It's a good yeah. fucking record. And you know what? I listened to it just a little bit ago. It still holds up. I think it's a great record. It still I, holds I up. Would, I, I mean, I'd put it right. Honestly, I'd put it behind Dirt. I don't disagree with you, man. I think Facelift has one or two songs that feel too much like the glam era of Allison Chains. Yes, friends. Yeah. Allison Chains was glam before they were who they were. Um, yep. And I think that's what hurts Facelift for me. And the tripod record is just too all over the place, man. That's that's a that's a perfect example of how we're going to end the conversation today. Is Good. they should have probably made the move from Lane then. As, the, the, as, as hard as it was, because yep. you can tell that the drug addiction, the heroin was really affecting that band. I mean, when you have to cancel a summer tour with Metallica, when you go on the road, you only can play two shows with Kiss or three shows with Kiss before you have to shut that down. Yeah. On the makeup tour where, the, where Kiss is playing stadiums, I mean, that's when you just have to say, you know... My friend, you got to go into rehab and, and help yourself more than anything over this band. I agree. And, 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 you, and you make a move, I think, and it's the gatekeeper part of the conversation that we had earlier just for a bit that probably kept them. And who knows how much that is, is the record label, to be honest with you, because the record labels were very strong back then. I think there's a, I imagine they were under just an avalanche of pressure to keep yeah. this machine rolling. Yeah. I, th- I think that the three legged dog album should have been what it essentially is, which is just a Jerry Cantrell record. Yeah. Yeah. And, and cause you can hear it. There's brilliance on that record, but there's a lot of misses. There's a lot of misses on that record. And it's just because way more misses than hits. Yeah. I completely agree. My friend, Mark, dude, yeah. it's a pleasure to have you on, dude. I, I, I'm definitely on the Hill with you. Congratulations. Um, Good. I'm glad you could find it because I feel like it was just this weird circular like spiral rabbit trail conversation. No, it was good though because you know what? Here's the thing, man. To close everything out, how many conversations do you have about music with your friends that stay on the straight? They don't. Between you and I? No, but never. But like, (laughs) but think about it. Like you're going to go in another direction because there's so much music you like if you're a music lover. There's no way you're staying on the one path or point. And to be honest with you, man, listeners out there, I think you learned a lot. Real quick, before we do get out of here, please plug your band. Uh, Weight of the Tide. Uh, currently in pre-production for upcoming release, hopefully, maybe end of the year, uh, but recording soon. 
we are returning to gigging here uh, very shortly. For those of you in Reno, we'll be playing at Alturas on August 5th and a very big show is getting announced Wednesday. I just got the text. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, Going to come out swinging. New shit's fucking awesome. And you can find them on Spotify, Apple, everywhere else. There's vinyl everywhere. too if you want to buy it and yep. uh, support your local musicians, support your independent musicians. Yes, please. Support your new music. That's super important. So Yes. Absolutely. Yes. There's a big old world out there. Listen to it's a buffet, man. Listen to all of it. Absolutely. Completely agree with you, man. Thank you for your time. As always, my friend, always love talking Thank you, music brother. with you, brother. 